Pastor Mark and Pastor Crystal for so much for allowing us to be here. This is truly, it's up there with one of the biggest honors of our life to stand at this church. Um, these are the greatest pastors, I believe, in the state of Indiana, if not in the nation. Can you give it up for your pastors? Amen. It's an honor and a privilege to stand in. I know God's moving and he's doing new things, but I always, I told Pastor last time we talked, the place that Dr. Summerall built as a young man growing up hearing the stories of Dr. Summerall, uh, man, what an honor it is. And I wanted to say that publicly because, man, you just, faith is real. God is real. Jesus is real. Come on. This is a testimony of what God can do. And they're going to take this from glory to glory. I mean, I'm telling you what, God is going to do amazing things in this house. Amen? Amen. But I wanted my wife to just greet you guys real quick. This is my wife, Emily. Can you give it up for my wife? Thank you. We're so happy to be here this morning. And um, again, just to reiterate what my husband said, thank you, Pastor Mark, Pastor Crystal. Um, it's such an honor for us to be here. And we love it here. To come back to a church is an even greater privilege because that's not always afforded to the evangelist, amen? <laughs> so when we get invited back, it's always a good sign. And we love this church. This church is truly like a, like a family church for us. And we're blessed to have our family with us today, which is an even greater honor. Um, and so we're thankful to be here and we traveled a long way and we love it here and Indiana is like our second home and we're excited for this service and I just want to encourage you guys that Pastor Mark said it from the platform this morning, but everything that you need is in Jesus. Amen. Yes. So everything that you came here believing for my husband and I, we've already been praying. We've already been pressing in that God's going to do it for you this morning. Amen. How many of you came ready to receive something from heaven? Come on, how many of you are ready to receive something from heaven? I believe that he's still the God of miracles. Do you believe that with me? I believe he's the God of breakthroughs and turnarounds. Do you believe that with me? Do you believe that God wants to do something special for you today? Come on, come on. We're in a Pentecostal church, aren't we? Let's give him some praise. He shed his blood, his body was bruised and broken for your healing. Come on, he became poor so that we could be rich. Come on, God's got something special for every single one of you. Every single one of you, we love you, we're thankful. And I believe that God's gonna do something special in your lives today, amen? Amen. Amen, praise the Lord. So before we get into anything, we, wanna, we got some books. How many saw the book table out there? Yeah, we got some books out there. Praise God. The Lord has blessed us. A couple different things that we got is uh, the Lord launched us into ministry of November 2020. And if you remember, 2020 was uh, the year that just seems to continue on forever. Amen. Sometimes you wonder, is it 2022 or is it 2020? Because uh, of what they try to put out there. But, you know, hearing everything... I, I can sit up here and as a preacher, it's easy to just get up and criticize everything, but I don't like to just only do that. I like to bring an answer. Amen. And so we were hearing about the COVID and all that stuff and God places in our heart. This book here is called His Word Heals. 
How many of you ever thought, you know, I'm going to go through the Bible and I'm going to find every healing scripture possible. I'm going to highlight it. I'm going to write next to it. I'm going to get this in my spirit. And you were just, we were set out, but guess what? You never did it. Anybody be a witness? I've done that before. I was like, man, man, when I was early, I was like, I, I need to get this. I didn't do it. Well, we did that for you. We put 101 healing scriptures right here in this little mini book where you can travel with, you can take it with you. And next time something happens, you can pull out your sword. You can pull out the faith, God's word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen. And you can get this in your spirit. That's available at the book table. And then also this book here, we've made them together at the same time because how many of you know there's an identity crisis across the world? Come on, anybody out there, there's an identity crisis in the globe. People are crazy out there. Come on, they need Jesus. Amen. So we, when we saw that, I said, man, we got to get people to know who they are in Christ. And so we put this book together called I Am Who God Says I Am, 40 Faith Confessions for Every Born Again Believer. And when you get the Word of God in you, it'll become real through you. And so you speak this over your life and especially your kids. If you got kids, get this with your kids. Speak this every day over your life, who they are in Christ Jesus. It will get in their spirit and it'll come out. That's available out there. And then also another book called Power Plays in no, in not in March, in April of 2020. I got to thank pastors. A lot's been happening, man. Uh, the, with everything shutting down, it bothered me that so many Christians were not grounded in a foundation. And like I said, I go to the Lord and say, Lord, what can I do to bring a solution? And he gave me this book on five practical things you can apply every single day of your life so you continue to walk in the fire of God through his word so you can win God's way. That book is available out there as well. But Last and not least, this is my favorite book, and that's why I kind of brushed through mine real quick, because this book here is a book written, uh, I wrote it for my grandfather. He's actually here. Grandpa, would you just raise your hand? This is Charles Arnett right there, sitting over there on about the fourth row. If you've ever heard of, who's ever heard of A.A. A. Allen? Anybody ever heard of him? Wow, a lot of hands. Praise God. That's good. Well, for those who don't know him, he was a great evangelist in the 1950s, and he would put tents up, and there was miracles, signs, and wonders that took place, and he was part of the, the healing revival movement, the voice of healing, and all of that, and was with him, great ministers. Well, anyways, my grandfather was 18 years old, and he stumbled upon his tent and sat down. Now, A.A. Allen normally is in his trailer praying and praying and praying until he takes that microphone, but this time, he actually stepped out on the platform early, looked in the crowd and my grandfather was highlighted to him. And he said, son, come up here and sit on the platform because one day you're going to do what I'm doing. And man, he sat up there. He saw him work and everything. And guess what? That's right. Exactly what A.A. Allen did. My grandfather did. He got tents. He set tents up, saw miracles, signs, and wonders. And this book is testimonies of God's miraculous power, a million miles of miracles. And this is available out there. And uh, he's worked with Dr. Summerall was one of them he worked with in the 70s. He had him had him in his church. And then he was also on the radio and many other great men and women of God. This is available out there. This is more precious than anything. And guess what? None of the money for this book goes to me. It's all sewed right back into my grandfather and what he's done for God. Amen. So you're giving into that. Praise the Lord if you get this. And that's all on the books. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to open it up to the book of Acts, chapter 9. Praise God. And you can stand. I love that custom here. Honor for God's word. Honor is so important, especially in this day and age. Book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 1. 
Then Saul, still breathing threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Father, we thank you for your word. Anoint every ear to hear and every heart to receive all that heaven has for them today. Lord, may not one person leave this place the same way they came. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. You may be seated. I'm going to pause here within the book of Acts because I'm going to get into more in this chapter. But I wanted to highlight this man named Saul. Now, many of you who's heard of Saul are Paul the Apostle. Well, this man is actually the same guy. But before he was Paul the Apostle, who we know about, he was Saul, the zealous, zealous religious man. I'll just put it that way. He was on fire for God, but in the wrong way. He was on fire for God to go out and make a trail, really, for what he thought was the truth. And when he was going out, he was breathing out threats against those, the Bible says, of the way, which we now know is the Christians. He was set out to go out and to go against the Christian move because he didn't believe that at that time Jesus was the Messiah. He didn't believe that the Savior came unto the earth yet. He believed that the Savior would come like a militant man who would come and restore everything. That's why when the disciples asked, when will you come and restore the kingdom, Jesus told them, don't worry about it. My father knows the time and the hour, but wait and be endued with power. Well, Paul wasn't there. Saul was, he was breathing threats. He would have been part of the crowd and he may have been, we don't know by scripture, but he would have been a part of the crowd that would have crucified Christ. Now he, he was zealous. He was on fire. He was doing everything he could. Uh, but he was going a little bit beyond, I believe, because he goes on to say he was the chief among sinners. He would even go beyond and kill the Christians. He was standing there, if you are familiar with the book of Acts, when Stephen was stoned to death. Stephen was the first martyr in the book of the Bible outside of James, and he was killed because of his belief in Jesus. And he stood and he preached and he, he gave a great message, and then they stoned him. The Bible says someone threw their robe off at the feet of Saul. So Saul, you would think in one direction, he is, he is a chief among sinners. I mean, sin is sin, period. Amen. Sin is sin. But killing somebody is, a, is crazy. Can I get a witness? I mean, killing somebody is pretty wild. I mean, come on, somebody. That's crazy. This man is stoning people. And I'm not talking about stoning like they talk about in 2022. I'm talking about picking up stones and stoning somebody. Come on. Hallelujah. And so he, he's doing this, and he, he's, he's going as hard as he can. He's going as hard as he can. He's trying to make himself. He's trying to go and do everything he can and live in his own life and going after these Christians. And all of a sudden, suddenly, a light shone from heaven. Boom. Suddenly. Thank God for the suddenlies. Amen? Praise God. Thanks God for the suddenlies. Suddenly, 
A light shone from heaven, boom. And you know what the Bible says? We read it together, that he said, who are you, Lord? Isn't that amazing that when God shows up, even if you never knew God or you thought you knew God, when he does show up, you know it's God. Come on, somebody. When God touches you, when God speaks to you, you know it's the Lord. There's no doubt about it. It's like going out, and if we went outside and slammed your hand in the door, we know that your hand got slammed in the door. Come on, somebody. That's how it was. When God shows up, you know you got touched. And he got so touched. I mean, he was shaken to the core. I mean, this man was shaken to the core because he is on the road to Damascus to take some people out. He had an agenda. Come on. He had an agenda, just like this nation has an agenda for your downfall. But I'm here today to tell you that God has an agenda for your uprising. Can you say amen? God's got a plan for your life, just like he had a plan for Saul. So here's this man, Saul, and all of a sudden, boom, suddenly. And then the Lord says, go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. God's got plans for your life. There's stuff that he's going to reveal to you over time. See, he said, as you go, when you get to the city, I'll tell you what you need to do. A lot of us believers, especially, we want to know everything up front. Man, I wish I knew everything up front, but the problem is, Pastor, you can relate. If we knew everything that was coming up front, we never would have started to begin with. Because the Bible tells us that, see, that he was going to tell him the things which he will suffer for the Lord's name's sake. Come on, man, that's crazy. Talking about an encounter, that he would still go out even knowing the suffering. But thank God, God doesn't tell us everything. Amen. Because we never would start. But he's on his way, and the Bible says that as he gets there, the men, they heard it, but they didn't see it themselves. They were scared too, but he had the encounter, and it caused him to, to fast and pray for three days without sight, and he ate nor drank. Now, maybe some of you came to this place and you were once like Saul. Maybe you once were served doing your own thing. Maybe you weren't killing anybody. And if you did, God will forgive you for murder. Amen. Praise God. But, you know, thank God for that. But maybe you did crazy stuff. You lived your own life and you had an encounter with God. Now you're set on the right path. Praise God. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you come to this place. You're saying, man, somebody dragged me into this place. I don't know why they brought me to church. I want to do my own thing. But I'm here today to tell you that God is going to arrest you in your seat today because he has a plan and purpose for your life. Amen. Come on. There's not one person on the sound of my voice that does not have a plan for God. Each one of you have a great plan for God, a big plan. He wants to use you to impact a generation before it's eternally too late. How many of you guys know we're living in the, la the last days? These are the final moments of time. I'm telling you, there's such an urgency in my spirit. I feel like, and I'm not prophesying it, but I feel like he could come back on January 1, 2023. I'm telling you. So we're running as hard as we can to tell as many people as possible that Jesus loves them. I mean, that's the urgency I feel in, their, in my spirit. And so I want to get that urgency into your spirit today because God wants to use you. How do I know that? Let's continue in the book of Acts 9, verse 10. Now there was a certain disciple, everybody say certain disciple, at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. Imagine that. When you have an encounter with God, we read that he was praying for three days, but man, he was praying. God said, look, he's praying. He hasn't stopped praying. You better get there before he's prayed out. Praise God. Come on. That's a good problem to have. Get prayed out. Praise the Lord. Verse 12. And in a vision, he's seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has the authority from the chief priests 
to bind all who call on your name. Pause right there. Who thinks this is a valid question? Ananias is asking the Lord. He's saying, hold up, wait a minute, Lord. Something ain't right. This man is about to take me out. This man can rest me. This man, is, this man literally has papers to take people like me to jail and even go beyond that and eventually be killed. Do you know what you're doing, Lord? Who thinks that's a valid question? How many of you have ever asked the Lord that question? Come on, Lord, what do you mean? You want me to go do this? Oh, my God, you want me to go where? You want me to say what? Come on, Lord, don't you know this is going to happen? That's going to happen? This is going to happen? The Lord's like, what are you talking about? Just go. That's what the Lord's saying. What are you talking about? No, hold up. Wait a minute. Something's right. Come on. I got a plan and purpose for your life. You just got to trust the Lord. Come on. That's for somebody here today. He's given you instruction. He's told you what to do. It's time to step out and do it because God's got a plan for your life. Praise the Lord. Let's continue reading on. Verse 15. But the Lord said to him, go. Everybody say go. For he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias, look at this. He didn't say, he didn't continue to argue with him. He didn't, he didn't budge with him. He said, he just went. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and laying hands on him. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from him eyes, something like scales, and he received his sight at once. And he arose and he was baptized. So he had received food and he was strengthened. Then Saul, who became Paul, spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. Praise the Lord. So I can spend all day talking about Saul and Paul, and there's many good YouTube videos on that, and I'm, I'm happy for that. But today I want to focus on Ananias, because Ananias is sitting in this room here today. How do I know that? Ananias, that's a name, that's an old name, which would be similar to the name John today. How many Johns are in the room? Just raise your hand. I'm not going to call you out. Oh, not that many. Okay, we need to name more kids John. Praise God. I know a lot of Johns. Ananias is a common name. God called upon a certain disciple who this is the first time in church history that God called upon a man who is an ordinary believer. He's an ordinary, everyday believer. I would have thought, reading this, that, think about this, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this is Saul. We know him as Paul the Apostle. He's going to this man who is literally going to change the course of history. Think about that. Saul becomes Paul, and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. This man has changed the course of history with his epistles, the course of church history, handpicked by God to bring the New Testament scriptures written by and inspired by the Holy Ghost to us even today, 2022, 2,000 years later, God chose this man, Saul. But guess what? You would have thought, why don't you send Peter? He's the mass crusade evangelist who stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached the great gospel message. Why don't you send James? Why don't you send John the disciple? Why don't you send one of the other disciples? Even Thomas, he's at least a part of the 12, even though he doubts a lot. He, he probably didn't choose Thomas because Thomas would have doubted his way right out of going. Come on. So he found an ordinary Ananias believer who was just waiting and available who would be used by God. Do I got anybody in here who wants to be used mighty by God? Come on. 
Come on, you God wants to use every single one of you. And here's this man, Ananias, and he had valid questions. Questions that we might say, well, what if I go to that city and it's, let's fast rewind, it's 2020. What if I go there and they arrest me? What if I stand up and preach and they, they take me out in handcuffs? What if I do this and I speak out and I speak truth and I get a mob that follows me out? That doesn't matter. Do what God says to do because there's a blessing attached to it. God will have you do the ridiculous to see the miraculous. Come on, somebody. He'll cause you to do the ridiculous to see the miraculous. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to zanerministries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.